Hello and welcome to Throw It In Rotation. Hope you're having a beautiful day and a beautiful week as we're now past the halfway point of the NFL regular season. It's time to get down to some real business. It's time to separate the contenders from the pretenders and that's what we're going to do today. And I think we're going to preface it by having a conversation on um, what success exactly means. Is it just winning the Super Bowl or are there other other things that, that you can be happy with as a fan throughout the year? Um, but... Before we get into all that, I just obviously want to introduce my co-host, Asi Cadell, and I think there's something happening this week that you're quite excited for. The return of Kyler Murray, of course, as you sit there in your Kyler Murray jerseys backwards. Um, tell us, uh, I think we're going to have a conversation, or maybe at the end of the episode or a separate episode about just the Kyler Murray situation and, and him and, and the Cardinal situation in general. But just quickly, why are you excited for him to return? Because um, there, there is a school of thought still that, that he could very much not be a Cardinals player next season. If they if they carry on the path they're on, they're going to have a choice to make whether to trade him away or trade away the opportunity at, at Drake May or Caleb Williams. So, yeah, why are you excited for, for the return of K1? Firstly, um, it's it's great to be be here talking about Kyler Murray's return, you know, it's been, it's been so long. Okay. It's been so long. Um, yeah, uh, really happy, you know, um, I can't wait to see him play again. It's just sick. Like, this season's been so depressing. It's just, like, I knew it was going to be shit. Like, I know mm. Josh, Josh Dobbs was quite, it was quite nice to see him do some nice things. And then, but then he's got been... done something even better for the Vikings anyway. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, Kyler Murray back uh, makes it exciting. I think it's just, it feels like we're we're now getting serious. Do you know what I mean? We've had that first sort of half of the season where we knew we weren't going to have that quarterback. That we were just sort of seeing how we're going, start implementing what the new sort of regime wants. And um, yeah, now now the boys back. It's time to get serious now and start showing this league that we we're going to be back next year, baby. Would you say the first half of the of the season has been maybe slightly less shit than than you would have expected? Yeah, definitely. Like obviously, it's, I say it's depressing. It's not as if we've been like terrible. Like it's just a, like a lost cause or anything. But you know, obviously, no one wants to see you losing that many games. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, um, I think there's definitely been signs, and like obviously with Austin Fort there and Jonathan Gannon, I think there's clear signs that we're going to be progressing quite well. Um, you have you have to see that Carlo Murray uh, interview that I was watching it. I was sort of live stream, but I went back and um, there's loads of clips on Twitter, Twitter or X or whatever it is nowadays. Anyway, and yeah, it's really interesting just still seeing how. Um, Given that he hit that um, sort of his perspective on where, where the franchise is at right now, and it's just echoing other thoughts of, of a lot of players there who have previously had issues with the franchise um, themselves. Uh, people like Buddha Baker and just saying how it's a complete sort of one eighty, and like how the whole situation there's so different now, and the culture and people taking accountability. Those were the sort of buzzwords that people like Kylo there were talking about. Um, so yeah, I think it's just everything that you want to see. We always knew we were going to be in the tank this year. Seeing seeing that and hearing that is obviously everything you want to hear, especially with what happened before when Kyle was there. Just Kyle was a bit stinky there. It was Kingsbury like just wasn't wasn't quite what what you wanted to hear out of coming out of it. Like Buddha Baker wanted to leave. Um, you know, just didn't it was a bit of a stinky franchise, you know. Hopefully this refresher now. Kyler's back. James Connor could be back soon as well. So things are looking up. 
Yeah, so uh, like we're about to talk about what what it means to be successful in the NFL and and different teams and different fan bases definition of that. What is what does a good second half of the year look like for the Cardinals? Is it just about getting chemistry with Kyler and and the rest of the team and just and kind of looking for that scheme improvement and and that sort of thing? Well, again, it's obviously quite interesting, I think, because you're now in sort of the predicament of whether you need to, you know, you want to obviously win games and show that there is signs, but then you're also thinking we could be getting the one seed here. Do we really want to start winning games now? Like, Kyler's coming back, and yeah, that's great, and you want him to play well, but equally, it's like you kind of don't want to win that many games, really. I think just sort of, I mean, Gannon said himself that, you know, don't expect Kyler to be... The um, you know the old Kyler straight away, um, and obviously Kyler Murray then responded and said, "Well, I don't know, but I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking I'm just going to go out there and play my game." But obviously, at the end of the day, he's they're going to it's not going to be Kyler deciding what plays they're going to be running really. So um, yeah, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works out. Obviously, Kyler may start if he's being limited too much. He might you know you can see. Yeah, I can imagine Kyler himself getting frustrated at that. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, pretty exciting stuff. I can't really remember the question, actually. <laughs> it's like, what's it, what does a good second half look like? Um, maybe it kind of looks like the how the first half looked like, basically, where you're playing well and you're, you're reading yeah. those games, yeah, you get a big upset win and, and things are kind of looking positive overall. Maybe kind of less over the last few weeks, but, um, but it'll be interesting. Do you think that, Kyler Murray is in a way playing for his job at all because if he is kind of trash and obviously everyone realizes that he's coming back from injury and it's going to take a while to to be the player and be athletically as he was but um it like you say they could have the opportunity especially if he's not playing well to draft a very highly touted rookie quarterback yeah and, i mean like, go on yeah sorry i just i just can't right now i can't see that happening i think it would take something a complete and utter disaster for that to happen. I think we're Kyler's our guy. Kyler's going to be the franchise quarterback. Jonathan Gannon. I think they've specifically gone out and got somebody like um, Jonathan Gannon, who is a big Kyler Murray fan and who who's linked up with him straight away. They've both had the that nice relationship um, straight from the off. So I think that's the whole plan and the project. So yeah, the only reason I think we would not have Kyler Murray under center um, for next year would be yeah he'd come back and was just a couldn't do it in a complete fraction of himself, which I don't know. I just, I can't see it. I think everything I'm hearing from Carla Murray himself now and the way in which the team and the franchise is, um, I think we're, we're, we're there. And I think, I think there's big things to come soon. Interesting. Interesting. As I said, we'll carry on that conversation um, in, in some detail at some point soon, but, but back to what we were just talking about with the Cardinals and with the rest of the NFL, um, what it is it's like it's not Super Bowl or bust, or a, a lot of people say it is, um, and you don't want to get stuck in the in the middle class of the NFL where it's mediocrity year after year, and and you're not getting a high pick or anything like that. But there's still a lot of value, I, I believe, in in just winning the division. Um, like my team, the Bucks, none of the NFC South are probably going to win the Super Bowl or get anywhere close this year, but. I still, from the fans' perspective, like I still want to have it over my rivals. I want to win that third division title in a row sort of thing. So I, I think there is a lot of value in, in beyond just winning the Super Bowl. Agree? 
yeah, you obviously need that positive sign. I think at the end of the day, I think it's the primary thing is whether the team is heading in in the right direction, and that's yeah. not that's sort of not sort of maybe necessarily measured quantitative quantitatively. Um, yeah, but sort of you know looking at it from the the aspect of, of on on the on the culture, like sort of saying, and um, the project in in itself. Like you look at the Bucks right now and. You know the O line is overperforming how you'd expect. Um, Baker Mayfield is sort of showing a lot of good signs. Um, you still got a solid defense, so you know that that's positive where you want to be. Obviously, there was a lot of concerns to where the Bucks were going to potentially be at some point. Um, you know, complete disaster. We a lot of people thought the the O line would be, and they wouldn't be getting many wins at all. But I think there's been a lot better. Obviously, it's not been a great season, um, but I think it's been a lot better than than you thought. And you know, there's still every chance you could obviously go on and win that t- uh, division title, and that is what you want. I don't think you want to just go complete bust, especially with how good that defense has been. It's not even that long from winning the Super Bowl. I don't think you're ready to just completely go like that. So yeah, like as long as you're being competitive, you know, there was this point with the Broncos where there was a lot of concerns. It's like well, where they go in, they're not sort of really got anything or anywhere um, to sort of develop. Uh, and and progress um but now you see where Sean Payton sort of come in and got a few more wins um i think you, you can start to see that and i think that's a big big factor in, in that in that regard and just sort of being on the right path um of where you're going and where you want to be yeah and it's, it's interesting because i feel like you could have a separate and unique conversation for all 32 teams about like what a good season does look like for them but Ultimately, coaches and and general managers even don't get a lot of time to to find success, and and that is success in terms of winning games and having winning records and winning division titles, getting to the playoffs, winning playoff games, and winning the Super Bowl. But um, you made an interesting point. I think a lot of it is to do with the culture, and and like if you've got a new head coach, instilling that culture, and and are you improving things? Are things going in the right direction? Because um, different teams take it different approaches. Some teams, um, as we've just seen in the trade deadline, like the Washington Commanders have got rid of uh, two highly talented players mm. on the defensive line um, for like a second and a third round pick. Um, but that, that they're still on paper in contention to win a division title, and they're still like obviously the owners or whoever it was are looking past this season and they're trying to rebuild for the future because the team's not currently where they want to be and they're not in the direction. And then you're looking at a head coach cycle there who, who's at the end of it and everyone thinks he's going to be gone at, at the end of the year, especially if, yeah, definitely if they don't reach the playoffs this year. So I think it's, it's really interesting to um, try and separate today as we're going to do the contenders and the pretenders. And, um, but, but, Doing that, basically, I think you can split all the teams into maybe like four tiers. At the top, you got at this stage of season the the bona fide Super Bowl contenders of teams that you absolutely wouldn't be surprised if they're in there at all. Maybe a few teams are in there: Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe I think you'd put the Bengals in there now, the Eagles for sure, uh, and the Forty ers from the NFC. Um, and then it could be debatable what uh, what sort of tier uh, the teams are in, but uh, but there's the bottom tier where teams aren't playing for anything, sort of like Cardinals, as we were just saying, they're playing for pride, trying yeah. to maybe improve their draft position or, or something like that. And, and then the two in the middle, that's what we're going to try and do today is separate the contenders and the pretenders. Um, but like, it's quite tough because 
some teams are contending even in those two tiers for the Super Bowl, arguably. And some are just maybe not Super Bowl teams, but they're still competing for something. They're competing for the division title, like the NFC South teams or um, some of the teams in the weaker division. Maybe the NFC South, uh, South now, uh, NFC North now, like the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who again they made uh, interesting uh, decision on trade deadline uh, to bring in Josh Dobbs. Uh, what did you think of that? Because obviously not their season's over. They're not getting the Super Bowl, but they're they're not trying to get the first pick or a higher pick now. They're trying to win as many games as you can. And does that kind of come back to um, continuing that winning culture, instigating that winning culture and not like letting your team fall to the doldrums sort of thing? Yeah, 100%. At the end of the day, you, nobody likes losing games, no matter where, what situation you're in. And I think just winning and and that is always going to breed positivity. And that's exactly what the Vikings want to do. And you know, why do they just give up? Because oh, Kirk Cousins isn't there and it's now Josh Dobbs. Like, you've got to go for it. Like, who knows? You've had teams who've won it and they've not looked great in the regular season. They just get a big run and have that momentum and everything just falls right for them as they head into the postseason. Obviously, incredibly unlikely with Josh Dobbs there. But, I mean, you never know. You've got to keep going and keep competing. And clearly, you know, the, the Vikings aren't a bad team. You know, Kirk Cousins led them to, you know, the division title last season, and and they've obviously shown that they've got character within the team themselves. So why not? You've got to keep going. Like, why just throwing the towel now? And the fact that these guys are all really competitive as as hell, and and like fans coming and they're paying tickets to win. Like, it's, it'd definitely not be Super Bowl or bust, or it'd be pretty boring. Because like I say, there's only like a handful, about five teams that could realistically win the Super Bowl. You think, like, barring a big upset. So, like. It's just more fun and, and, and better yeah. to, to stay competitive, even if, like we're just talking about the Vikings, how long have they been kind of Super Bowl, uh, not Super Bowl contenders, like playoff contenders, they're on the bubble, playing second fiddle to the Packers, but they're never picking high in the draft, they're never um, they're never going to get uh, one of the highest rated rookie quarterbacks, they, um, they're not getting high picks in the draft, as I say, so, um, like... Is it worth them going to the tank now and trying no. to get a really high pick and then rebuilding? They've just ended up paying Kirk Cousins like ridiculous contracts for for good level quarterback play, but like it's not Super Bowl level. So they go on. Yeah, so I just think I think that just a good point there is just to sort of draft picks aren't no guarantees. Like it doesn't mean anything. You get a first overall pick, it's a bust. Like you get, um, you know, it can be a high pick and it's, like it doesn't mean anything. You can find gems in the in the fourth round, fifth rounds. You know, that it doesn't matter really if you if you got if you have then trust in your sort of scouting abilities as well and being able to find the good players regardless of what pick. You'll have confidence in your franchise and you'd rather have, take that than just because you might have, get the best option. Like I think I think they're a little bit overrated sometimes. Yeah, so maybe like taking the Vikings again, it's more about uh, sort of the decisions they've made as an organisation and sort of ineptitude or um, maybe slight lack of ambition rather than like we've we've seen top quarterbacks go at all different stages of the draft, um, all different stages of the first round. So, the, you know, it's their decision to pay Kirk Cousins that much and sort of tie up that much salary salary cap to one player who's potentially, well, definitely not... Super Bowl caliber, and he's not shown himself to be a big game winner in the big moments. Um, so maybe they've, they've hamstrung themselves. We've seen teams like the Eagles; they win the Super Bowl, lose their quarterback, the quarterback turns shit, Carson Wentz, um, and then 
a couple of years later, they kind of have a rebuilding year where um, there's multiple cult, uh, quarterbacks, but they still reach the reach the playoffs. And then it's about culture, as we say. And then they're back, they're back again because they've made some great trades. They've made some great moves. So it's about maybe it's not about trying to be competitive. I think you should maybe always do your best to be yeah. competitive. And they all obviously say that they do, but at every level of the organization, because it's about what wins your Super Bowl is is those. Like the, the trades for Bradbury and Slay and and some of the mid round picks and um, of course finding uh, finding a quarterback worthy of winning the Super Bowl or getting to that level, but it's more about a, a collection of decisions sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, you know it's always you know quite often the small things. It's quite cliche, but I mean it's true. Just those little little things around the whole sort of organization, which is sort of going to propel propel a team to to success and a team, you know. For, for longevity as well it's not just it's one Super Bowl or bust I don't think that should be a, a good way to do it either you just win one Super Bowl and that's it you sort of forget about it you should sort of plan for, for ahead and you look at somebody like the Chiefs who are sort of creating like a sort of dynasty there and you know that's impressive and obviously it's always going to be difficult to do but it's achievable and that's why not as a, a franchise overall why should you not be aiming for that you know the Patriots obviously in the past you know um, and and that's how you're going to do it you're not just going to be able to do it just because you think we're having a shit season let's just tank that's not how it's going to work is it absolutely not so um, let's get into it let's sort of separate these teams who's contending who's pretending um, sort of kind of get tears of the NFL going Who's in your top tier then? Where if if you woke up tomorrow and the Super Bowl had happened, I, I told you these teams had won, or this team had won, you, you're not going to be surprised at all. You're going to be like, oh yeah, makes sense. Well, I think you you obviously you definitely agree with this, and I think pretty much everyone okay. agrees with this. Surely is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they have just impressed on both sides of the ball this year. You've got Lamar Jackson there. You've got some great coaching. You've got men in the trenches who seem to be some of the best in the league. Um, it's a recipe for success, really, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. They've looked so impressive this year. Lamar Jackson is... I don't think he's getting many shouts for MVP, but I think he's, he's kind of steamrolling it's his way there. His stats and stuff, and they'd have another win if, if that game against the Steelers, where his receivers dropped so many. Like It was, it was ridiculous. It was... A, Actually, a great game from Lamar, but yeah, I completely agree um, uh, about the Ravens. They're four favourites to win the Super Bowl, and I'd have them in that top tier where you're not even debating there. They've not been there. They've not won postseason games really with Lamar Jackson over the last like half decade now. Been injured um, the last but, couple of years, so he hasn't yeah, 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 exactly. Them. So you know, bar an injury, I I put them there at all. Like, I'm not surprised, but I think. Without really thinking about it, you put the Chiefs in there. Um, no arguments with that, right? Uh, no, no. They're always sort of going to be there. I think there's some sort of question marks on that offence, as we said on our trade deadline. Uh, maybe they should be moving for a clear WR1. Um, but it's the Chiefs, isn't it? They, they're always just going to be in and around there. Yeah, the offence has been pretty shocking compared to their usual standards and what you would expect from them. But... Um, their defense has been like top five, and I just really uh, I back 
read Mahomes, Kelsey, just to figure it out and their offense is going to start clicking. They've got, obviously, issues with their receiving room, but I feel like there's more than enough talent there to get it sorted out, and, and the Chiefs always do. They are the Super Bowl favorites, and they definitely be my personal Super Bowl favorites as well. Um, the Eagles from the NFC, NFC side, I'd make them favorites for the NFC. I'm going to stick them... You know, right in that top tier. Without thinking about it too much, they've got uh, obviously a great record this year. They've just beat the Cowboys. Jalen Hurts, maybe he's carried a sort of knock all year. He's not looked like himself, uh, especially on the ground, but they're still finding ways to win games. AJ Brown, talking of MVP, maybe he's maybe he's worthy, but you don't have any issues with the Eagles, and I'm going to sneak the 49ers in there as well. Yeah, I mean, Eagles, they've not even looked... Even that, like as compelling this year as they have done in the past, but they're still just winning games. Um, you know, again, I think that Cowboys win sort of again sort of showed the Eagles. You know, don't sleep on them one bit. You know, they're they're top quality. Um, they've got star players there, and I thought you know without Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, with them going, he could maybe see a slight change there and. Mm. Um, uh, that's what we were sort of talking about in the off season. That was the one sort of concern that potentially could happen. Yeah. But you had faith in Nick Sirianni, and I mean, at this moment in time, he's clearly delivering. That it's still the Eagles. They've still got so much talent, haven't they? I mean, they're going to be. They're, they're serious. They're a serious team, uh, and the Forty Niners as well. You know, I think they will be. Obviously, they've definitely had a bit of a dip. It's been pretty pretty crazy, actually. Obviously, only uh, five and three, three. Uh, defeats in a row, um, but I think I think they're going to be still there. You know, it's, it's the Forty Nine ers They that always Chase around Young there. Trade. That Chase trade, yeah. uh, Chase Young trade, makes me not worry about uh, that. three games scared at all. Um, I'd slightly worry about Brock Purdy. Like, is is he that much above average? But yeah, we put we're sticking him in that top tier. It's a pretty insane. <laughs> Again, it's just injuries in it. It's only yeah, injuries. Yeah, it's, same caveat you can make for every team, really. You just got to kind of ignore it. You do, but it, it, it clearly it's affected the 49ers straight away. Like, no Trent Williams. Yeah, no, and that's his totally line. It's just, yeah. you know, Evo that, that well. clearly goes to show, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, he's good, but if he ain't got that protection, he's not as good as it may seem at points. Um, no. Obviously, Debo Samuel's been um, out as well, so that's always going to limit them. You, we say how many weapons they've got, but they're still big players. They're still going to be a miss in sort of what's going on. You can then get more more focus on the likes of CMC and um, Brandon Ayuk and things like that, and uh, and you know it does always make it more difficult. But I, I still yeah, see up there. Yeah, it'd be a shock again not to see them in the NFC Championship game. So they're right in there in that top tier. Would you put anyone else in there with them, with those four teams? Maybe, maybe the Lions. But uh, yeah, because uh, I said maybe, then no, like, yeah, they're not getting in mm. there. Yeah, so that's just that Jared Goff effect, really. Even though he has got to a Super Bowl before, and that's just our own personal He is playing well, isn't really he? He is playing well, like, um, let's be honest. They, they've God. not even been in the playoffs. It's the Lions as well. Like they haven't won a playoff game in what thirty years. Like give me a break. Like we can't put them in that top. I mean, tier yeah. I mean, the, and the Ravens absolutely troused them. And looking who they've actually played. Yeah. yeah, they did beat the Chiefs, but that was Week One. The rest of that, I mean, they haven't played anyone too great. Yeah, they, you're not. They're, 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 they did. Look. I think this, yeah, contenders or pretenders. There that they're in those. Probably the second one. Put them in, in the in the contenders eye. Well, this is like I don't know how is best to do it. Is 
because some teams, yeah, this is standings. I said about the NFC South, like you probably call them all pretenders if we're talking about are you contending for the Super Bowl only. But like we said, with each team have different versions of success, and the Falcons have got weird quarterback situation. Saints have a quarterback situation. Dennis Allen's just trying to keep his jobs. Bucks have a quarterback situation. Panthers do as well. Obviously, they're out of it really at one and seven. They're in that bottom tier. But are we are we talking about these these teams and obviously others across the league as like can we put them in contenders even though they're not contending for the Super Bowl but they're contending for you know what would make a good season for them they're contending for the NFC South title or yeah well division title uh, get to I, the playoff I looked at it sort of who's the real deal who is going to be able to potentially win the Super Bowl this year. Like I think okay, that yeah. would sort of suit, you know, if there is a team that who is a division winner, that would sort of suit the role as pretender. Like they are sort of they're they're like you know they they've shown potential because they've obviously won the division and get into the playoffs, but they're not actually the real contenders because they're not they're just not there yet. Yeah, not yeah, really. yeah. So it sort of makes sense. Yeah, I think that those go into yeah, their. Um, yeah. And then you've got obviously the guys who actually, yeah, they've actually got a chance. They are contending, and but they're not obviously quite on that. Obviously, that top four you said. Yeah, because if uh, uh, if not, then you're getting teams in that kind of second tier that are worse than the third tier. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. We just put the lines. They're contending. Um, so what was that? They're contending basically to get to the two. Well, they're contending for their for their conference. Conference, I think you know they're not, they're sort of um, quite up there. They're on the sort of edge of the conference. Um, and again, I think the Lions are those sort of team where they're they're thinking they've got a lot of potential there and a good run of form towards you know the end of the season, get a playoff run. Who knows? Something could happen. I think that's sort of where they are. Yeah, I'm just looking at. It. There's not going to be many other teams maybe in 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 contenders at all. Well, um. Because you'd say they've they've got a chance. Like crazy things happen. The Giants won the Super yeah. Bowl. You got you got teams like the Bengals. Of we, what did you say? The Bengals are already in there. Yeah. Um. 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 I should. I should have, but we didn't know. I was. Well, do we, um, we go? We go Chiefs. We go Ravens. Yeah, Eagles I think maybe the Ravens would be kind of controversial. Are we, oh Eagles yeah, we'll put the Ravens yeah. below, and then the, you're putting the Bengals ahead of the Ravens, which would be obviously quite interesting. No, because I, I don't actually think that. I'm, I think we put five in the top tier. Uh, mm. I mean, the Bills are. I really think the Bills will be there or thereabouts we as well. We haven't even spoke about the Bills, yeah. yeah I think um, I'm putting okay, Dolphins yeah. in pretenders, though, definitely, whilst we're at the AFC East. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't. You can't be not called a pretender when... Um, the three like teams above five hundred, I think that's a threshold they've they've lost, and everyone else they've they've sort of trounced. They are classic pretenders. Um, but so, so let's settle on this top tier: Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Ravens. I think we make it a five and put the Bengals in. I think there's a teardrop after them. Yeah, yeah. Let's have um, so Bengals look like the best team in the league really since. Uh, the Bengals, yeah, they're they're still the Bengals. Yeah. They've done this before, like yeah. Yeah. Bills, I, I'm sorry, I'm not putting them in there. No, I think they're 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 a step below that. Yeah. Um. Who, who would you make favorite for the um, AFC East then? AFC East. Uh, yeah. 
Look at the schedule, really. Um, probably the Dolphins have got a, quite a kind schedule, and I know they've. Yeah, probably the Dolphins. Interesting. So, like then, um, so then, would you call the Bills pretenders? Yeah. You're not, I'm you're, going you're for putting that. them in. Like, this is the perfect time to mention, third, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because wow. what was it? I I sent you in the in the chat earlier. But Josh, Josh Allen's Allen, picks. Most interceptions since 2018 thrown by a quarterback, obviously, in the NFL. Josh Allen, 69. Throw um, more interceptions in the last five years than any other QB. That's pretty pretty insane. Yeah, and he's shown, uh, he's shown it more this year. He's had some terrible, a couple of terrible games. He's still playing at a very high level like the rest of the time. Um, I sort of put his legs away a, a little bit, like relatively maybe doing smarter things, but they look a lot... Um, a lot less electric now, and they've had injuries to their secondary. Already, uh, obviously, bringing Rasul Douglas, which is a nice pickup, but like um, Trey Trey Day is a big miss, and and he's not the only injury they've got there. So I definitely I wouldn't put them in in the third tier at all. I definitely think they're contenders, um, oh, and I, I think they've got a shot going all the way. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if this offense sorts it out, it gets on a heat, and sort of reduces the mistakes um, as the year goes on, and Josh Allen rises above this sort of flag that he's taken because he is ultimately playing at a very high level still and then if the Bills get to the playoffs if they can get home game in the playoff even um, yeah. I know they've got a few losses now um, but like, I def- I wouldn't be surprised to see them there again like they've they've shown it time and time again over the last five years or, or, or however long um, that they that they are the real deal that they're they're made for you know, December football and January football, even if they have lost in a few big spots. So I definitely would put put them in the second tier rather than that third tier. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. They've lost games, they've lost games yeah, already. I think they're teetering on the edge for me. They're sort of borderline, Yeah, you know, get a clearer picture, I think, after sort of down, we start heading to, down the stretch. And um, But yeah, I think, yeah, that you could... You see it going either way for them, really, this season. Um, so, obviously, crucial with injuries, etc. Um, but again, yeah, I'm putting the I'm putting the Dolphins probably in the third tier as well. Um, but who else are we saying we're having in the second tier? Um, well, I want to ask you. Uh, well, let's stay on the AFC East. Jets for you. Yeah. You've always been high on. Uh, you've got that bet that we've mentioned in the past. Um, that's kind of. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, but do you see the do you see the Jets with Aaron Rodgers keeps making comments about um, coming back and his recovery is going so well and he's there on the sideline. Um, he like what they're saying that they're kind of expecting him to be back for the playoffs. I think they're flirting. Like, down, NFL, uh, saying that. Yeah, yeah, there. So are they? What? What? How do you frame them? Rodgers is doing the classic Rodgers. He he loves just causing a media frenzy and just feeding them yeah. little drips and drabs. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's he he's yeah. just out there like that little comment. He knew the cameras were on him. I'll be back in a few weeks, and I'm pretty sure I read. I can't exactly remember where it was, but he's done it in the past. Um, anyway, he sort of said, "Oh, I'm going to be coming back and just let everyone sort of go mental about it." And this maybe not as early as you expect, but who knows? 
Um, if the Jets were a playoff team, then and Rogers came back. I mean, that what a story that he's would literally, be. He's just gonna it's gonna snap again four plays into the into the game that he's back. Like he's he's too big headed. Like he shouldn't have come back this quick. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty That's crazy awesome. to be honest. Like, what is going on? Like, how is he back already? Age. Like, yeah, at his age. Like, I don't care what super crazy surgery he's probably had, and he's probably had some weird like medicines and stuff which he thinks is going to help him um oh, wow. I, I have no idea but yeah uh jets i'm sorry pretenders i'm backing off that jets hype i'm surprised so uh like yeah i think that season will be uh, like ruined they've kind of they've been lucky to get the four wins and their d is obviously the real deal but zach wilson though he's making less mistakes now he's gonna like He's going to continue to to make mistakes and still not play out there at the same level. It's amazing that he's been given this many shots. I'd give it to Trevor Simeon right now. See what he did. Yeah, um, I mean, I know they beat the be Eagles, ruined. but I mean, apart Soon. from that, and they beat the Bills, which again, they're just a weird team, but you can't be going to overtime like that against the Giants and then getting absolutely demolished by Brandon Staley's LA Chargers at MetLife Stadium as well, like. No, come on. Yeah, that was comfortable. And, like, the Giants had minus nine passing yards and you still, like, you still had a 99% chance of losing the game right at the end. Um, Patriots, obviously, they're in that bottom tier where they're not even pretending to compete for a wildcard spot, even for a division title for anything. Their season is now about, well, depends who you ask, maybe about keeping Bill Belichick. Um, can Mac Jones prove himself to to earn another go at a starting role, either in New England or mm-hmm. elsewhere? Um, and, and basically, just people playing for their jobs and playing for pride, and and you know maybe secretly a lot of them are, are hoping for a, a very high draft pick, but they didn't sell anyone at the, at the trade deadline, so they just sat there floating. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I tend to back Bill Belichick. I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be competing for the number one overall spot. Um, any thoughts on the Pats, or shall we move on quick? A lot of teams in this league. Just a bit stinky, mate. Just yeah, not yeah. going to be doing much this year. I don't really, I don't really Old like him at all. Oh, okay. Um, Baltimore Ravens—they're already there in the top tier. The AFC North is so interesting. Ravens Crazy obviously seven at two, seven and two. They could be easily be eight and one, and um, they're potentially the most complete team. Right now, maybe the Bengals, as I said, um, since Burrow's calf. But the the rest of the FC North is all three teams sat at five and three. Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Bengals are in our top tier, and the Ravens from this division. What what are we saying about the Steelers and the Browns? Browns, I'm gonna say they're pretenders. You know. Oh really? Yeah, I just don't think they're they're sh- they've got a very. Their defense is pretty good, but I just don't think they've got very good. I just don't think they've got enough um, going on on offense. Obviously, losing Nick Chubb, Deshaun's like a, a fraction of a player he, he has shown in the past. Um, I just don't think they're going to be able um, to compete when it gets sort of into that playoff sort of picture. If if they, I mean, if they do, I mean, you've got such a competitive um, division. Obviously, the AFC itself is very competitive. Um, I'm not so sure if they they may make the playoffs. So you're calling them pretenders? They um probably not going to win a Super Bowl team if Nick Chubb had not suffered that horrific injury. 
Um, I definitely these would be firmly in the uh, contenders category for me. This defense is is different. Is the best in the league by far up to this point, and and you can see why with the talent that they've got. Finally, Miles Garrett is having a bit of help, and he's having another explosive year. Brown's given up 234 yards a game. The second lowest team is the Baltimore Ravens, who have looked so impressive themselves. They're giving up 262. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Browns' defense has been dominant, and and Deshaun Watson has been like a bag of shit so far in his whole tenure there, um, with only a few you know, basically brief moments of mediocrity. So, um, but despite that, I I, I believe like, even Jacoby Brissett could take this team to the playoffs and, and maybe win a playoff game. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's I, Sean Watson back now, just fully back. I think obviously he's, he's getting a bit bad this year, but if, if he's playing, um, like it, I don't like to see it, but I think he is going to improve. And I think, um, they've got good coaching there at Cleveland. And, um, the only, their only border, I think their only hurdle is how tough that division is. And, and the AFC is very tough, but I think they'll, I'll confidently predict they'll make the play, uh, wild cards. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd have thought they. Uh, yeah, I think there's a question mark surrounding it, but you could easily see it. Obviously, obviously, just how, how good that defense is. Um, but for me, I think I don't know. Maybe even the Steelers. When you have got somebody like TJ Watt there, I think you're always going to be able to sort of compete. He's so good on on that defense. Like he's just next level and. Especially, I mean, they're beating the Ravens this year. Um, yeah, very luckily. It's been like Tom when they're always just sniffing around it. Um, they're two teams yeah. that I think are quite quite similar. They're, they've got an issue fairly on the offense as well. Quarterback's not great. They can't really get things going massively. I think yeah, they're, that's where they're, they're very two similar teams for me. Who you're probably going to back? Maybe, maybe yeah, probably the just about the Browns. Um, to get the playoffs for me over the over the Steelers. Are you calling them both pretenders? I then? think they're both pretenders, really, if we're talking yeah. about genuinely contending to have a chance. Yeah, I disagree. I think there's a uh, a bit of a, a golfing class between the Steelers and the Browns. Even though with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, you have that you have that effect where they always churn out victories and they, they know how to win and they've got that cult- culture that we were talking about earlier but the the Steelers are for me an embodiment of a of a pretender team that I think maybe um, in the midpoint between the Vikings last year and the New York Giants how, how their seasons went in in 2022 they've got minus 30 points differential um, and I, I think they've, they've got massive issues mainly on the offense Kenny Pickett is has been struggling. Matt Canada obviously had a better game down at the sidelines um, last weekend, but I, I still think there's big issues there with scheme and, and about the cohesion of the offense, even though um has looked better with Deontay Johnson. And um, they're still like a decent team, but I think they're going to... Um, if they're at 5-3, and three, it might be a bit of a hot take, but I think it's going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, mm-hmm. um, despite them being 2-0 in the division. And like I say, they've had some massive victories, but I think they're going to drown... Um, in the four division games they've got left to play in in, in that AFC, and I, I definitely think they'll finish bottom. Interesting. Of the North, interesting. Um, and then yeah, I'd have I'd have Browns in my contenders if I didn't already make that clear. One team we're not talking about um, as an AFC powerhouse so far. Not even mentioned them is the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
they're there on the six and two record. They've had some nice wins here. Um, five wins in a row, I believe. Yeah, and I believe that is the best streak in the NFL right now. So they're they're the hottest team. They're in a very winnable AFC South. Um, why didn't we put these in our top tier, Ash? Yeah, well, I sort of said they were going to be pretenders before we were sort of making. Uh, you, I knew that you were going to sort of separate into the top four sort of sort of thing. I was sort of coming at it. Yeah. I think I don't know if they're. Point. I think they're pretenders, as in we're going to win the Super Bowl. I think their record is better than potentially they are. Um, but I think obviously they obviously they should probably be in that second category, and, and that we've, we've now sort of talked about. Um, I just think they're quite quite an average team, really. Um, PFF have sort of put ranked their O line um, in the middle of the pack now for for most of the season. They've got some solid players there, but there's a few holes. Uh, players sort of uh, at centre and right tackle. Um, the Dean line hasn't really been too effective either. There's 16 sacks on the year, third least in the NFL, where you've not really got those players on defense making too many big plays on the D line. I don't think you're gonna, I think you're really gonna struggle to be really contending at that, at that next level. I think you need um, players there to be making things happen if you want to be sort of pushing to that next, next those new heights. Um, only making it seventy forty seven point six percent of the time in the red zone, which is the seventh lowest in the NFL. Again, these are just clear signs to me that they're a good team, but they're not quite there yet. And I don't think they are. And they've got some good pieces, and they've got some good good play. Obviously, their secondary is quite obviously um, quite good. They've got eleven interceptions, which is the joint second most in the league. Um, I just think they're quite an average team, really. Um, Overall, and they've got a lot of players. You know, you've got like Trevor Lawrence and uh, and Christian Kirk and, and and players like that who can sort of make things happen for them. And they are. I don't think they are in the best of divisions either, which again, which is going to help them with their record. Um, so yeah, for me, I don't think they're going to be able to sort of push on and get to that Super Bowl level. Yeah, it kind of feels like Trevor Lawrence hasn't kicked on as we thought he might. The way he ended the the second half of of last year's campaign um because he only has nine touchdowns he has four interceptions but i think he's played well and there has been issues kind of with their receivers they lent too heavily on calvin ridley who's uh, looked good at times but it's inconsistent he's had miscommunications and drops which obviously you'd expect a bit after being suspended for as long as he was but um yeah trevor lawrence 84.9 pff grade this year so um i still think he's growing i still think he is on the threshold of being one of the Elite quarterbacks in this lead, uh, league, um, and like I say, they're one of the hottest teams in the division. One of my biggest issues, well, the biggest issue, obviously, was the defence going into the year. Uh, the pass rush, as you mentioned, but that secondary as well, which um, has been aggressive, has had turnovers, but they've also given up the third most pass yards uh, per game behind only the Bucks and the Chargers. So there's clear, there's clear flaws kind of throughout that team. Um, as you say, the offensive line's not special. The receiving room's not really special, even though uh, each of them on the day, like, it does feel quite deep. They can all have massive days. I think they can definitely... High ceiling, low know, floor, of... isn't it? They're just a yeah, lot of yeah, average yeah. stuff That's... with good playmakers well. that could happen, and a lot of if, but sort of maybes on their day, maybe. But yeah, I don't I don't think in the end. And again, as I said, just that division is 
I think they've been been sort of kind with sort of who they've they've played and uh, and yeah, I just don't yeah, think they're there, I, um, they're, 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 they are there yet. A uh, few more tougher yeah, games maybe. coming up. Sorry, um, yeah, Forty Niners, Ravens, right. you know, things like that. Maybe uh, yeah, like you say, like a year too early for them. They'll be on the um, on the upper echelons of the AFC maybe next year, but. I have just been negative the whole time, but I know I just get the feeling they're in that division. They can kind of, they can really find who they are in this last um, last portion of the year or second half of the year, and, and they should be fine to go on and win the division title. Uh, Texans just off a massive win, but I feel like the Jaguars should be clear favourites. So I kind of I, I trust um, I trust the coach in there, and I, I trust. Uh, Trevor Lawrence to sort of pick it up as he did towards the last end of last year. So I'm going to put them out as a contender. I feel I definitely could think they can win a Super Bowl and, you know, if everything went right, go on a crazy wow. run. Wow. I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, you... the, the, I think, yeah. If everything that falls would... into place, like, it could happen. Could happen. And the only, um, the 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl just behind the Buffalo Bills who are 16 to 1. So they sort of, I think the bookies sign a. Agree with me a bit there. Um, They're just trying to bait you in. They're trying to bait people like you in to um, making silly bets like that yeah, Justin Fields, but that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. That was so. I've been thinking about that a lot. I've been waiting for that to come up. Um, <laughs> what was my reaction? Was one of my... Did I say I laughed? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. Well, I mean, it was on an episode, one of our preseason prediction episodes. So go find the evidence if you want. Uh, anyone listening but yeah it was it was I was pretty strong in it and your reaction against it was pretty strong but I also said Lamar Jackson for MVP and surely his odds can't be that terrible yeah he's been getting shorter and shorter each oh, week yeah. um uh yeah he's third favorite yeah I haven't done my futures report yet this week so he's gone up even again obviously after that Seahawks dub there uh, doesn't surprise me mm. he's now third favorite Tom- Tua can fuck off basically <laughs> Yeah, he's he's six to one now. He he. Wait, who's short? Um, he's going to be a big tar, uh, team at someone at some point. Uh, who's shorter than Tua? That Mahomes is favourite. Then Jalen Hurts. Then Lamar. Yeah, so Lamar's now yeah. a shorter price than Tua, which is I think that's the yeah. first time this season. Oh wow! Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, sir. Yeah, obviously that Chiefs games changed play. things. AJ Brown. I've seen a lot of people say AJ Brown should be MVP. He's 150 to one, and he's doing some crazy things. Mm. No, Tyreek Hill's only 50. That would be better shot. Anyway, so what? Like, what are you saying about the rest of that AFC self? AFC self. Um, what am I saying about it? I'll uh, I'll go through the standings. Texans are four and four in second place, and the Colts are four and five. Obviously, with Gardner Minshew and then the Titans. They've just named Will Levis as their starting QB going forward, um, or maybe just for this weekend. Um, none, a bottom at three and five, so it's it's fairly tight, even from top to bottom. But none of them, maybe a golfing club. Yeah, none of them. If you put in Jaguars and Pretenders, then they can all get in the. None field, of them are going to be anywhere near. I like what the Texans have done this year. CJ Stroud looks insane. Obviously, you had to endure that heartbreaking defeat. Horrible. Oh, when I saw that Baker touchdown, oh. I thought, wow, that's pretty crazy. Fair play. That's and then Stroud responds like that. Um, what a guy! What a player! It's just so insane to see a rookie play with. That's so much intelligence and not making super things happen. We've been so accustomed to rookies coming yeah. in and just doing so many crazy things. 
even you, you know, your likes of Trevor Lawrence have just been talking about everyone hyping him up so much, this generational quarterback. Even he is not sort of shown it. And then I can't really think of, well, it's the re- the records speak for themselves. Nobody's doing as a rookie what CJ Stroud has done before. Um, that amount of pass attempts, I can't remember how many it was, around the 150 mark ish, where he didn't throw an in, uh, interception. Yeah. Um, that broke, broke yeah. record, and then Amazing. that um, game. I think it was a 470 yard game with five touchdowns. Um, beat the record for any rookie. Um, just ridiculous things. Bright, bright, bright future for the Texans. But yeah, obviously nowhere near. I'm uh, so what? Like I'm. I vote to put all the rest of the FC South just in that bottom tier, like where they're not even contending. They're, they're even contending, though Texans are four and four, they're only two games back. The Texans. They just had that crazy win. They're so not people could argue they're not, that, they're not contending. They lost to the Panthers for fuck's sake. They're not contending. Yeah. They're overachieving at, at the minute at four and four and they they this season looks to be a successful one, as we were talking about earlier. Their their rookie quarterback is playing out of his mind and the coaching staff seems to be working and the culture's working That's, and all that stuff. But still they're not even in my eyes really competing for that division. Saying that now, I'm looking at their schedule. They've got the Bengals next, but but after that, it's actually quite nice. I've uh, got the Cardinals. That Jaguars game they've then got after that could be huge. Um, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. It's quite a nice schedule. That would be crazy. Yeah, you know, they do. Right. So, um, are you a not? Are you putting them in pretender? Maybe not even the yeah, bottom. Like, Texans so there can are go in pretender at least. Okay. The, it basically means they they are trying to compete, even but, but they're not really not. But, not yeah. Yeah, but they are. <laughs> they're trying. like the lower echelons of uh, yeah, of yeah, pretender, yeah. I'd right. say. Um. So Colts, Titans, just in the bin. <laughs> I the guess so. You, I guess you could kind of say the Colts in that bracket too, but um, not really. I think there's more promise around the um, Texans. It would be very interesting if Anthony Richardson was still healthy for the Colts because he was showing some promise. Could have had a nice little um, freeway um, battle between the rookie QBs there with um, Stroud, Levis and um, I've just forgotten his name somehow. Richardson. And Richardson, who I just mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, you did and um, the Colts have, it would be interesting with Richardson, the Colts have scored more points than um, anyone in the AFC West this year. They've scored almost as many points as the Ravens, more than anyone else in the AFC North, um, and not even that far off the Bills. So um, that that could be a really interesting uh, offence and division next year. But yeah, let's just stick them all in the bin. AFC West teams, we've already put the Chiefs, Right in the top tier, the Chargers uh, is an interesting one. We've both had enough. Keep feeling me in. Yeah, lost me money. I don't care. Money. They've now Again. lost two. They've now won two games in a row. Obviously against the Bears, the Jets, who we've already put in pretenders. Like they're just going to get that there. Brandon Saley's going to be like, oh no, I am good, I am good, don't forget about me. And then bang, they're just going to lose games again, and they, they're probably not even going to make playoffs at this rate. So fuck the you Chargers. I'm probably going to. I'm going to fall for it at some point <laughs> as well. They're definitely going to hook me in because it always happens. And 
Yeah, shouldn't I? I actually bet him against the Jets because I thought that. I thought the spread definitely should have been bigger than three and a half. But um, yeah, I'm putting him in pretender because it's the Chargers, it's Brandon Staley, it's, it's just this offense which has had two big injuries um, at receiver now, if you include Josh Palmer. So um, I, I think kind of whatever they actually are competing for it at the end of the year, they're going to fall short. Like um, division titles out of reach, wildcard round, uh, wildcard plays yeah i think they'll fall just short so yeah they're pretenders for me raiders just sacked their head coach um pretty pretty crazy scenes did you hear about uh the team meeting that they had just yeah that um daniel's called himself before he left well i knew it happened and was there there was sort of there was some talks between was it uh, Max Crosby and a few of the key players at the start and they were very open and honest and then was it the second mm. after that uh, the second did come after that because he reacted um, that the guy who's now taken over as interim head coach was um, was telling a story about how his Giants team like beat the Patriots even though like odds were against him and they, it was about attitude and just keep fighting and whatever. And McDaniel's was um, offensive coordinator for that team um, that got beat in the Super Bowl. So um, he just told the the new interim head coach who's I've just forgotten his name. Um, he's like, don't talk about the Patriots like that. <laughs> And like it's been reported like by multiple people, and then like apparently that got back to Davis, the owner, and um, and then the second came uh, pretty soon after that. It was well, a meeting that he called yeah, himself. Well, nah, fair play. Like everyone just like, yeah, fuck him. Uh, Why is he saying like that? Like, oh no, my my, my, my patriots. Like, well, yeah, Don't just, talk about my patriots. <laughs> in that moment, that's embarrassing. Uh, they're going. I mean, they're obviously not competing. <laughs> Their success, like um. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe if they can get that rookie quarterback playing a bit, or but basically <sighs> just don't seem as chaotic. Be, be more. That's what they're not even that bad. You no, know, like, no, no, they're not. Just... I mean, like, you just knew, it, you just knew they were never going to amount to anything. The Jimmy G decision to get rid of Derek Carr and then bring in Jimmy G, like what the fuck is the point? That's so dumb. Just, to me. We said uh, that can... at the beginning of the season, and we were right. Like yeah. that's just stinky. You've got to be having Derek Carr over Jimmy G any day of the week. And Devontae Adams said that himself. He only went to Las Vegas because Carr was there, and then they've just got rid of him. Yeah, like, no, so you've got that. what is yeah. going on? You got that connection, and even if you kind of put them at the same sort of level, which I don't think, I think car is yeah. ahead of them then like there's no point upsetting the car where he knows i guess he's trying to get a guy fit for his system or whatever but it's just it was a massive risk especially that's on like before you take into account jimmy g's injury issues so yeah raiders bottom tier shit not even trying to compete for anything for the rest of the year uh, and the same with the broncos um our guy our guy um get the drop up get up wilson <laughs> A few seconds of silence. Let's ride. Yeah, here we go. Let's ride. Perfect. One more time. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's let's ride. Broncos country. They're having a weird year, but uh, bottom tier. Not even taking an argument about it. Um, but did I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson. This might have been prior to the last game because um, Denver were on by and the Chiefs just played. But Wilson had thrown more touchdowns and less interceptions than Patrick Mahomes this year. Yeah, he's had a decent PSS grade this year. 16 passing touchdowns. Only four picks. You know, like, um, 
Yeah, he's not Over been the issue. Um, Over She's like, oh, well, yeah. Sean Payton's kind of messed well with him. They've had big issues on both sides of the ball. Obviously, he conceded 70 in one game. Like, um, but I just, I don't know, a weird, weird team, weird year. They're still a year away from trying to compete and um, like even being pretenders because they're not. No one's talking about them. No one's regarding them, and they're probably not even realistically regarding themselves as as contenders for anything. This year, so they're in the shit tier again. Not taking any debate about no, the no, no. Um, good. Um, I've liked what I've seen. Yeah, though. so that basically I've that... liked what I've seen recently. But no, just no. Two in a row. No, two in a row. I will see. We'll see. Three and two in the last five. So maybe they'll prove me wrong, but no. Um, so yeah, that beautifully wraps up the AFC. Not a confusing concept that we're doing today at all. Um, NFC-wise, we've already put the Eagles uh, and the 49ers in the um, slam dunk. You wouldn't be surprised if they're in the Super Bowl or at very least in the championship game. And then we debated the Lions, didn't we, uh, who are 6-2, and two, got a better record than the 49ers, and they've had some impressive wins and also some terrible losses, namely to the, to the Baltimore Ravens where they got fast out. So why don't we start with the Lions? They obviously... I'd, we might have actually said earlier, putting them in contender. Yeah, I think contender. They're, they're a team, aren't they, who I think have the potential t- to do something. But overall, they're a level below, aren't they? Um, and that's shown, obviously, in yeah. the Ravens game. Other than that, they haven't played anyone. As yeah, I already said this, didn't I? They haven't played anyone too crazy, apart from the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Lions, uh, they're a good one for contender. They would... I would be absolutely, to be honest, shocked with um, if they won the Super Bowl. But also, you know, there's actually a chance. There's more. A lot of that is shocked because of what they've been mm. as a franchise. In the I past, think the Cowboys are um, interesting. interesting yeah, definitely. They sort of be the um, the next best. I think a lot of people would say. Um, I think. Yeah, over they the might Eagles, be my Jaguars uh, the of the Seahawks. NFC. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, did you call Jaguars contenders? Well, it was sort of contenders and sort of in terms of Super Bowl, but I think, no, contenders and sort of they're going for it and they are going to be sort of around there, but sort of pretenders is in there. They're like, they're sort of, they're fake boys, really. Like, they're not going to be good enough to to win. Like, if it it would have to be, like, if everything fell in their favour... Yeah, so I think basic contenders is have you got a shot? Yeah, I think they've got an outside Mm. shot. Yeah, this is what I mean. They're like the Jaguars for me. There's an outside shot, but for me, they're not real real contenders. Um, Real. Obviously, they lost. No, they lost to the Cardinals and uh, they lost to the Forty Niners and the um, Eagles. Um, I just don't think. um, Again, I just think it proves that they're that level below. We said before that. Losing Kelmore on that offense would make an impact, and I think it has. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it definitely has made an impact. And so, what you like about what Kelmore's done um, with the charge charges now? But I think I don't know. Eagles have had, uh, sorry, the Cowboys have had games where they've sort of exploded, but um, they're not a top ten offense in terms of uh, yards per game and. Um, I don't, you kind of get the pressure they're not playing up to 
to the sum of the parts, and McCarthy has been kind of more cautious and playing to his D, which is exactly what um, he said he wants wants to do. And I think they played well against the Eagles. Like um, Eagles are a very good team, obviously, and they they kept it close. So I think, yeah, for me, the Cowboys are going to keep the keep it close with the Eagles all year. They'll they'll keep pace, and they'll always be maybe like a couple games back, and that's how it will finish. And they'll be a tough out for anyone in the playoffs, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. To, you know, if things go their way or whatever, anything can happen when you get to the playoffs. I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see them in the in the Super Bowl. That's why they're my they're sort of um, my Jaguars of the I, NFC. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying for sure, for sure. Um, so and if Packers and Bears, I I put them both right in the bottom tier. Like, no, you're not even trying to pretend like but, no one thinks you're competing. They for beat the Bears. Yet close game with the Falcons and then they beat the Saints and I think there was hype and there was like oh the the Packers might do something but then I think that's because I don't think people realise how shit the Bears would be this year and obviously they've lost just Justin Fields now and, and then obviously the Falcons as well I don't think I think teams a lot of people well not a lot I think a lot of people thought that the Falcons were going to be better than they are this year too and yeah. since then really they've the Packers have faltered they've lost to teams who have said like the Broncos and, and the Raiders like that two teams that we thought just were nothing. Um, obviously, Jordan Love hasn't shown enough. He's shown flashes, but nowhere near enough. You've got not got really any star quality um, on, on in the school positions. You've got, obviously, Aaron Jones there, but again, he's, he's been injured and he's not quite... It's not enough, is it, for that offense, um, especially sort of a, in the past catching call. Um Always going to have a fairly solid D, but yeah, I just think they're a level below. Yeah, awesome, and you'd have to put the Bears in there as well. Even though Bajan has shown flashes without Fields, and even with Fields there, they're not even, no one even thinks they're contending. They're not even pretending to contend. They're just there playing for seeding, playing for draft position, playing for their jobs, coaching for their jobs, but they're not they're not relevant to this NFL season. Um, and you know what? I think we should put the Panthers in there, 1-7, and seven, worst record in the division. Their season is just about developing Bryce Young and, and can Frank Reich look, make himself look a little better and have some momentum sort of headed into next year and some good things to build off. Uh, so I'd, I'm going to chuck them in the in the trash basement bin as well. Um, and then I, all, I vote to put the rest of the NFC South in pretenders. They're all... They all think they're contending. Obviously, the Bucks have lost four in a in a row, and they they're looking very bad. If they lose to the Titans, maybe it's sort of everyone's kind of given up on the year. But I think at this point, they're all um, they're all at least given the impression that they're trying to pretend and uh, contend, and that um, you know everyone in the building is, is still trying to win that division and trying to win that um, playoff place. Obviously, so. But I don't think I don't take any of them seriously. They've all they're all majorly flawed. So I I vote we put them all in pretend. Yeah, I think there's an argument to say maybe the Bucks do start heading towards that bottom tier, especially obviously lost four in a row now. Um, but yeah, they're all fairly similar. I don't think any of them are really got going to have too much going. The Falcons are just the Falcons. They've got issues at quarterback still. Um, I don't think Pijan Robinson has performed at anywhere near the level people thought he was going to. 
It looks insane, but they just can't. They're like their offensive line running wise and just their their running scheme and they've not used him properly. Like, it's classic like, Falcons, isn't he's, it? He's not, not lived up to his hype, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Falcons. Like they've got they quality players there. Like it's not as if people are saying they've drafted these players and they're shit and uh, and they're not like at that level and they've just made the complete wrong pick. Like Carl Pitts is like again shown what he can do at points. They're just not using him. They're not getting the ball to him. They're not. They're not. It's just clearly the offense is not being used correctly one bit. So they're never gonna. They're never gonna be anywhere near it for me. Yeah, the only thing I think that, that keeps well, the thing that does keep the Bucks in that pretender tier, um, and they do have a shot still of winning the NFC South despite the four-game skid, is is the lack of quality of the Saints and the Falcons. I think the Falcons, um, you could say they've looked worse at points, even though they they kind of beat us up. When we played them, they've got a worse point differential and, and stuff like that. So uh, um, we can move on from the NFC South. They're all pretenders. None of them are going to win a playoff game. Can we talk game. about the Vikings, by the way? Um, well... Where yeah. should we put them? Or did I just meet? We have friends? spoke about them. Um, there was a Dobbs in there. Yeah. At, at the start of the episode, yeah. Um, nah, then where, where do you have them? They're a weird team. Because, obviously, they've know they've lost Cousins, but they've won the last four. They beat somebody like the 49ers. Dobbs is just, again, a weird player who's not like got abundance of talent but he's just got so much character and balls and like I don't know it'd be crazy obviously but clearly I don't think they're given up on their season so it's like that where where do you put them you could probably put them in a pretender because they're still sort of trying to go for it and you know what we're just saying about the Saints and and put teams like that I don't I'm not gonna surely they're not gonna be a contender level Nah, I think you definitely got to put them in pretender. They've still got they're two and zero in the division, but they've still got the uh, Lions to play twice. So I think that's going to sort of um, really separate that NFC North. There's only a game and a half in it at the minute. Um, but like you say, like that's a proper offense there. They'll have um, JJ back at some point. Addison's looked like a real, a well, yeah, real player. Yeah, they've just lost those games like... Jefferson there. I won those games without Jefferson there. Yeah, exactly. And obviously now Cousins are that, that last game, so. Yeah, the Vikings won four in a row, and they're kind of. I think they're going to be a fun team for everyone to to root for from now on. Kevin O'Connell's kind of like, I'm kind of trusting him, liking him more, um, like each month sort of thing. So yeah, I think good shout coming back to the Vikings, but they got to be pretenders because, um, they ain't realistically winning more games yeah. than the Lions the rest of the year. No way, no way. for sure. And I don't think that. I mean, the NFC. The NFC isn't that strong, I, is I it? I don't know. If you might speak. No, you like they could sneak in at in that seventh spot. Definitely, but like, I don't think they will. we haven't mentioned Giants or Commanders either. I mean, Giants definitely in the trash. Um, Commanders, <clears throat> well, we haven't actually really speak about that Chase Young trade. Obviously, command from a Commanders uh, perspective, um, I think clearly um, they've sort of resigned to the fact that they are going to compete this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of I want to put the commanders in the bottom in the trash in the bottom tier. Like you just give away, yeah. You like you just mm-hmm. give away Chase Young and Josh Sweat for second and third round so picks uh, on the roster still. If you like, nah, like you're not even pretending to contend for anything meaningful at that point. If you're giving away two 
like nearly elite players or players who at least have elite. I mean, they're not going to win the division, are they? But I mean, considering how weak they're not in the same like, they're not in the same sort of tier as the rest of the teams in that bottom tier. Like, you don't feel about them the same way. But like, if you make that sort of move. Yeah. Then yeah, fuck mean, off as far as I'm concerned. Get- I mean, I, I don't. I think obviously because their contracts were going to be ending, whatever franchise tag, whatever. But they were saying about two. But why do two? At least two. One. I think some people are talking about. It seems a strange move. They're weird because you think how weak that NFC is. There is a chance they could potentially sneak a, a playoff spot. But then have they thought? Well, we've kind of been doing that anyway for the last few seasons. So what's the point? We might as well sort of go for yeah. the tank because. You know, it's not working out. Coupled with that contract situation, you can see why they get accumulating that draft capital. Yeah, no, it's a sort. Of, and I think it would have made sense to trade one of them away, like maybe get that second for Sweat, and then do what you can yeah, with Chase. Maybe there's been questions. Is that behind the scenes? Yeah, but um, um, it, like you say, the NFC is so open, and it's it's just sort of the other side of the conversation we were having earlier, where it's. Like we've been kind of mediocre for a while now, or mediocre or shit for a, a good while now. Let's try and like we're gonna have to rebuild again, sort of thing. Let's 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 collect resources and and go again with with probably what they think is gonna be a new head coach. Obviously, it's new ownership there, so they're gonna look to start afresh, and and things will probably be looking quite different there next year. Um, but yeah, the Giants, no debate, they're in that bottom tier. So guys. Uh, not Saquon Barkley, sorry, Dan, Daniel Jones is out for the rest of the year. Well, um, making much difference anyway, was I it? Think, exactly. Even they'd be in that the same tier. Even they suck. If he was fit, they suck big time. So what we're saying about the NFC West, we've already put the 49ers in the um, you know surprise if they're not at the Super Bowl category. Yeah, Seahawks are there at five and three. They're actually on the same record as the as the Niners, but. There, you're not feeling as strongly as as you are about the San Francisco. Obviously, the the Seahawks have just lost um, handedly to the Baltimore Ravens. How how are you feeling about them? Hmm. Pretty good in this NFC landscape. Yeah, surely. again, quite a sure. weird team. I don't think they're going to be able to compete no. at all. As that does, again, yeah, there's not a lot of positives there. Um, the folks you said had written you off, maybe? What did they say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. Yeah. I ain't right back, though. Yeah. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. All right. Congratulations, Gino. <laughs> they wrote me off, and I didn't write back. Love that from Gino. What a guy. But are they good enough to be contenders? I don't think they... I don't think they're going to be able to. I don't. Again, I don't. I think when you're talking about we, we talked, you said about the Jags and the and the Cowboys were saying if everything fell into place, it could. If everything fell into the place of the Seahawks, I still don't think it could. Okay, so you're putting them pretending. Yeah, again, I, maybe, maybe yeah. sort of. That's weird. Maybe Vikings level. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I kind of, uh, with no cousins, I'd definitely put. Yeah, they're they're above uh, the Seahawks. Considerably above them. Um, and I see what you're saying. And their, but their defense has been better than expected this year. Gino has been very up and down as you expect, but like even more up and down than than usual. He's had I think high turnover turnover worthy play rate, and he's had seven interceptions to just nine TDs. Um, so he's going to have to improve. Um, but I think he will. I think he's going to steady himself for the, the second half of the year and have faith 
in the Seahawks team, I think they're fine. I think they could cause an upset in um, in the playoffs in the wildcard round. I definitely would make them maybe my favourite for behind the Cowboys for a wildcard spot in the NFC. Um, so they're definitely contenders for me. Their season is very much alive, um, and I could see them doing something. I think, yeah, doing something I, I, think, I think the Cowboys are, are, have a better shot than the Seahawks, though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm putting yeah. them just yeah, again. They're sort of on that level of contender, pretender. Mm, yeah. Right. We've been honking for a while now. My laptop is soon going to die. So let's. Um, I think it's only these couple of NFC West yeah, teams I was talk not about. Expecting us to yes, be doing a 32 team conversation. Yeah. Sort of analysis of every team. Yeah. No. It's, um, the planning sort of went out the window for this one as last year. And then it's a bit messy, but it's it. all good. It's all good. The Cardinals, like, no debate. No debate with the Cardinals. What do you mean? They are... The boy's back. The boy's back. What do you mean? The boy mm. is back. My uh, NFL bowl prediction. I've yeah. already come back, lead the cast to Super, uh, Super Bowl playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd actually have to go 8-0 for the rest of the year. Um just to make the playoffs, maybe, or maybe you could afford one loss in this NFC. Um, but I'm ready to see that. That'd be crazy. I'm, I think the NFL would enjoy that. But yeah, nah, they're yeah, in the no bottom chance. tier. We've got As no we discussed line. earlier, they're playing for. Yeah, they're playing for Kyler Murray to feel better. They're playing for the future of the franchise. They're not competing for anything this year. Obviously, are the Rams <laughs> um, not that far out of place? Um, out of first place in the NFC West. Um, Matt Stafford's had injury issues. They've lost three in a row after having a, you know, a really positive start, a three and three start that could have been a lot better. But um, yeah, we put in, basically. I think the conversation is Rams. Uh, are they pretending? Are they like still competing, or are they just in the in the trash? Where it's just about kind of building for the future and and getting confidence and and improving the the. Wide range of of young players and rookies Carson that they Wentz have. Carson is in the building. They are officially in the trash. Is he? Wow, I didn't even see that. They're getting kind of lucky. They tried to get our John Wolford practice squad player, but no, um, no, I've not even seen about yeah. Carson Wentz. Obviously, Stafford's out. So they've gone ago. and got Wentz. But. Yeah, they're well, in the trash. Yeah, Wentz, Wentz is there, mate. Come on, if you if you've happened to go and get Wentz, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's news to me. Yeah, but no, that's it's not good, is that's it? That's not a debate. <laughs> Sean McVay just like Sean McVay in his own head is going to be competing just because he loves to compete and to win every game, and he doesn't want to be stuck with a quarterback. He believes he cannot move the ball with at all. Carson Wentz is like. They're gonna. He's gonna throw a lot of picks. He's gonna fumble the ball. He's gonna make mistakes. He's probably gonna look very rusty. But like, there's also the potential to do some stuff with with him there. Like, he has got some potential, which he's shown at times. Like, it's the same as Sean McVay did last year with Baker Mayfield. Right? He basically just wants to feel a bit better about himself. Even though I think they've got their first round pick next year, so would it? Um, it would be better to lose to to carry on losing potentially. But that's not in Sean McVay's. DNA, and that's what I love about this conversation that we've had today. That it basically completely depends for every different fan who you'd be asking, every fan base in general, every head coach is going to have different ideas on it. Every general manager is going to think about it differently, and sometimes there's going to be discourse. Well, all the time there's going to be discourse in in the front office of buildings and between fans and teams as well. So that's what keeps it interesting. Every team sort of got different. 
got get different goals every year, but also the same main goal, obviously, to win the Super Bowl. So it's it's pretty interesting. It's a disjointed conversation and concept, I think, we've had today, Ashley. But it's been enjoyable. We've got to talk about every team. And how, how do you sum up today's hour and 16 yeah, minutes? Yeah, I think going through sort of what is the recipe for success, what, what, what are the different things, different angles to look at, and then summarising which team is competing what what stage they're at um yeah good sort of overall um wider picture look at the nfl season so far which perfectly encapsulates the sort of first half of the season i think beautiful beautifully summed up um tonight's game game we're recording on a thursday night just a thursday night football is about to start it's not a um, it's not a classic yet again. It's the Panthers at the Bears. Um, how much do we really care? I'm going to be as an NFC South fan, going to be interested to watch Bryce Young in prime time for the first time. Um, but like, does it? The Bears obviously don't have Justin Fields, but does the Panthers plus three and a half seem pretty big to you? Pretty nice for the Panthers. No, the Bears. Mm. I can't want to take the Panthers. I'd be going. I'd be going the Bears. You'd be going Bears. Well, they, did just beat, they did just beat the Texans. Potentially better. Oh, yeah. God. It's just two shitters that you don't really want to go for, I think. I think it's just like, uh, just get away from it. Stay away. Stay just away, don't even bother. Yeah. Like, just Thanks. hums. That's a good shout. That's what I'm saying. That's a good shout. Let's but stay I'm, away. I'm going to back the Panthers anyway. Cause I tell you what, maybe go time. the under. Maybe the under on that. The under is probably very tiny itself. I think around that. Thirty-eight is the over/under total. So um, yeah, I could definitely, I definitely think it'd be under. Tyson Bates, son, Bryce Young. That's why, like, there's not going to be many points. That's why put, put, three and a half is a big points spread. Um, but yeah, yeah, beautiful. Let's wrap it up there. Laptop's about to die, and I. That's that's the only reason. See, See you later. <laughs>